there. Welcome to the Shift with Intention podcast. I am Jamie Zagrafis, your host, and today we have Matt Orzik with us today. And Matt Orzik is a divorce recovery specialist. He's uniquely qualified as a self-help addict, a real estate junkie, and a recovering divorce attorney. Matt is dedicated to changing individuals' lives after divorce and other life transitions. Using his formal education, traditional counseling, church groups, self-help book, self-help books, seminars, coaching, and life experiences, Matt has crafted a master coaching practice to help others thrive after they survive. Hi, Matt. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invite. You have a much better view than I, so why don't you tell everybody where you are? <laughs> I'm in beautiful Marina del Rey, California, and it is what December seventh. Okay. It's, uh, and it's about sixty-three degrees. It's not a bad day. Yeah, we're complaining looked- that it's cold. I did have a sweatshirt on and everything this morning. I have pants on today. That's how wow. that's how cold it is. I have pants instead of well, shorts. Yeah, well, I wore my winter <laughs> jacket, so there's that. So you know, <laughs> I get it. Um, I know. And and when this drops, it'll be what January, right around there somewhere. There'll be yes. people really uh, jealous of this view, but hey, yeah, <laughs> they can come visit you, I guess, right on your boat. That's right, come visit. <laughs> yeah, um, Matt, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit with about you without kind of rehashing what I just said? But who who's Matt, and what are they? What who oh, are they? Man. <laughs> so yeah. I, you know, the, the the fun part is the recovering divorce attorney. And I'll be honest, I only practiced law for about five years part time as a divorce okay. attorney. I'm really kind of the real estate junkie is way more accurate. Okay. Um, you know, I grew up in a family of real estate people. I worked for a bank in commercial construction financing um, and just real estate kind of is in the blood. So I'm still a broker and owner of, of, of a brokerage. Um, okay. But then the passion project, the passion has become you know, came from my shift um, process that I went through that, that I wrote about in the book and how you grac- graciously invited me to be a part of that. Um, yeah. And I kind of came along limping in. But uh, the, <laughs> the, the, that transition for me was, you know, I was, uh, like I said, working for a bank, VP of a bank, making great money, had the quintessential uh, Ken and Barbie life, you know, the yeah. The three kids, a dog, a minivan, you know, <laughs> coach baseball, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then uh, got the, uh, uh, you know, had that day where my uh, former spouse looked at me and said, I, I, I want a divorce. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, it was I was it was crushing. Like I, the way I describe it is I felt like I was being just smushed against the wall by an elephant, like just and yeah. couldn't do anything. I wanted yeah. to fight. I wanted to do all kinds of things, but I was just like frozen. Um, and then I ended up with the trifecta during that time. This was about 2008, seven, eight. Uh, okay. oh, and I right. worked in real estate banking. I yeah. worked in re- commercial real estate banking and finance. So through the divorce process, I also lost my job with the bank, which then in turn led to filing bankruptcy, losing my house. Yeah, yeah there was the whole thing. Um, and like I said, through that process, I had many mentors, people that didn't even know they were mentors. They were just friends mm-hmm. and then church groups and books. And I dug in. I was trying to save my relationship, quite frankly. Yeah, um, I was fighting for that. And I just I was doing it wrong, but I was trying anything. Right. <laughs> yeah, well. um, and, you know, the unfortunate things I, I didn't realize that I 
you know, there wasn't, it wasn't there for me to fight for anymore, quite mm -hmm. frankly. Right. Um, and I don't know how, when, or why Jamie, but I can tell you there was one night I would wake up at three 21 in the morning, mm -hmm. uh, every day. And there was one night I was face down on the floor, I was crying out. It was kind of why God, why me, yeah. this whole thing. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of tears during those days. That's why yeah. I may laugh through some of the hard parts now because I cried plenty. Um, yeah. but the, I, I just remember, and it was like this whole out of body experience. And I had this thing of respect. And I mean, it literally was like looking down at my journal and just going, uh, no, I mean, it's cause I felt like she quit, you know what I mean? Or yeah. I was like, wait, I can't respect that. She's just ending it. We didn't even, we didn't even fight. Like there was no, we didn't, nothing happened. Why is this happening? Right. Fast forward. Uh, I think I told you it was about four years really. Yeah. Yeah. When that really hit me of what the respect was. And I had to respect her for not accepting an okay relationship that was fine. Right. And there was no problems. And when I look back at, of course, I realized there were problems, nothing, no major, but the, things yeah. weren't great. There was no, it wasn't passionate. It was, we were roommates and raising kids and we were good parents. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, like good roommates, not even, yeah. you know, yeah, it's the best way I explain it. Like good roommates and good parents. Mm -hmm. And we were so focused on the kids that it was like, oh, wait, there is, there's a relationship that should be nurtured as, as well, you know, right. right. Which now after four years of digging and learning and then continued 10 years since then, I understand a lot more of where, you know, the parts that I had, the parts that were just blinders for both of us. Mm -hmm. And the things that just didn't get attention that needed attention. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that just led me into this. Uh, like I said, and I was doing that five, that was after I got laid off from the bank is when I did that five years of part-time divorce banking and while I was okay. starting or divorce lawyer work while yeah. I started my real estate brokerage. Um, and I just saw the, God, it, it is really horrible what happens through a divorce process. Yeah. And yeah. the attorneys are a part of it, but they're not really, it, you're not, they're not the bad people that everyone tries to make the attorneys out to be in that process. Mm -hmm. They're doing their job. Like their, yeah. their job is to tell you, no, this is not fair. Right. Mm -hmm. So now that great, here's someone else telling you that it's not fair. <laughs> and so now it feels into this whole thing. It's not fair. I want to fight. And then yeah. They get paid to fight and they, and they like to fight. That's why they became lawyers. They like to fight, negotiate. I shouldn't say fight. They like to negotiate, debate, right? right? They like to win. Mm -hmm. um, and divorce is an area where there is no winning. Right. As an attorney. There, I, 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 that would be when I did consultations with clients, I yeah. would say, look, I, this is the worst job in the world. Because I, I could tell you exactly what is going to happen. And if I deliver that, you're still not going to be happy because it sucks. Right. Because you're going to be living on less money than you were before. Mm -hmm. You have less time with your kids than you did before. There's yep. a lot less of a lot of things that happen in this process, regardless of how much you have. Yep. Um, so I'm always like, this is a suck job for me. Right. <laughs> no matter what I do, you're not going to be like, yay, we won because there isn't. Right. You know, it's like you have that one moment because there's one thing that's important that you win and you feel like, yay, in your divorce and you won that. And it's like, oh, yay, you hit B. But that's really, right. that's not enough, right? Yeah. So does that fill in some of the gaps, I it's guess, a, from that intro? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so I, as I'm sitting here listening to you, the piece that I'm hearing that you loved was 
a little bit of the psychology of it to help them. Because as we know, yeah. it's like your hairdresser, your attorney becomes a little bit of your counselor when you're calling and complaining about XYZ in the divorce, just like you do when you get your haircut. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you do, but we do. Uh, uh, you know, 100%. I do too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. And so I'm, I'm picking up that that that's the piece that you loved. And so that's who you are. Don't go there yes. yet. But that's what I heard. So yes, when you're 100%. on the floor, and so if our listeners are listening and they're in a situation that, you know, somebody just said those words also, how did you get from on the floor to not on the floor, so to speak? Well, so at that point in time, um, like I said, I was reaching at every straw. I couldn't, I couldn't afford many straws. Yeah. So it was church. It was friends. Um, church is free. I yeah. don't care what church, right. if you're not in a church, go to one, right? <laughs> Whatever one that seems to resonate with you. And there's people mm-hmm. there that have been there and will talk to you. Yeah. Um, thankfully I had the job where I could go to traditional counseling. So I went to, it went to counseling, you know, got diagnosed, whatever intermittent transitional depression or whatever. I don't know. So <laughs> I was depressed. No, right. shocking. Right. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, honestly, the other thing I did at that time was I worked out. Yeah. So by four in the morning, every day I was in my car, left, went to work out and I worked out like crazy because I had this energy. I had this angst. And quite frankly, for me, I had a lot of fight energy. Yeah. You know, the mass, that masculine energy of fight was there. Mm-hmm. And I, and somewhere instinctively, again, in those moments of face down on the floor, yeah. I knew that wasn't the right approach. That was not going to help. Yep. It was sure as I wasn't going to help if I wanted to save my relationship. Yep. Right. Like that, that for sure wasn't going to help for me to go fight with her. Right. <laughs> but I also just instinctively knew that no matter what, her and I are in a relationship forever. We have three kids. Yeah. Until one of us is dead, yep. we have to be in a relationship together. It doesn't mean we have to be best friends. It doesn't have, it, it doesn't, it hardly means you have to be friendly, but yeah. you're, we're going to be in a relationship forever. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. going to be weddings, grandkids, things, all that stuff. Um, birthdays. And I saw enough people that I knew personally that like couldn't be in the same room with their ex. And it created all these problems with birthday parties. And, you know, I went, no, I, there was just so, uh, like there was so much resistance to that. It was like, there's this, can I swear on your pod? You you can make it it light. (laughs) Okay, good. It was like, there is no effing way. Yeah. Right. That I'm going to ever be in a spot where I can't be in the same room for a birthday party, a grandchild. Yeah. Not, no. So that was the leverage on myself that I didn't even understand what that meant at the point. But it was leverage on myself to not be an asshole, yeah. <laughs> which is right. my number one coaching advice. Stop being an yeah. asshole. Right. <laughs> which I think is great because every, you know, it, it encompasses every emotion of the entire marriage. Yeah. It, like, yeah. 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 So. That, yeah. And that was that. So at that time, it was all the working out and the, and it was, mm-hmm. and it was reaching out to anybody who would talk to me Yeah, that I could afford. Mm-hmm. So the one, number one thing I tell people is like, talk to somebody, there's somebody out there. There's so, and now on Facebook, there's so much available. Yep. And then there's so much to listen to on YouTube for just guidance and meditation and other things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, my spirituality at that time was off the charts. It was like 10 out of 10, my relationship. Cause it was like, that was only, it was, it was, between the kids and that is what was keeping me alive, literally. Yeah. At that point, because I thought about suicide more times than I mm-hmm. really, if I really think about it, it was a lot more than 
even mention, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I know those are the two things that kept me away. Cause those things were like 10, like I felt, I really felt at that point really connected with my spirituality with God, just like I did, because it was the only thing I could really lean on. I couldn't lean right. on my kids. I had to show up as dad. Yeah. And I had to show how up at work and try and work. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, eight, eight, 10 and 13. Okay. So very. You know? ages, so yeah. it was. Yeah. 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 It was that it was, those were those tough ages. of. Yeah. Right. And like I said, I, I was focused on show up as dad still. And mm-hmm. thank God, like I said, my former spouse is amazing. She, we, there wasn't all that, like, he's this, she's that. We, we didn't, we didn't play that game. We still don't play that game. That's um, great. Thank God. I mean, I, you know, there's like, I got lucky, <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I, again, again, being in this space, still doing this stuff, it's, it, mm-hmm. it's awful what people do to each other. It's really, it it's, hor- it's horrific. It is. So how long did it take you from the guy on the floor, and I, I understand the gym. How did it? How long did it take you to process and fully? I mean, we're always growing, but get to a place yeah. where you felt, you know, divorce is over, or whatnot. That, you know, so if somebody's listening, can so, have a little so, hope. Yeah. So I will say that there, there's stages of it. Yeah. Right. There's stages of breakthroughs versus what I call the shift. Right. Mm-hmm. There's there was many breakthroughs along right. the way. Right. Like not killing myself was a pretty good breakthrough. Right. right. <laughs> pretty proud of myself for that. Right. right. Um, and we're laughing because before you were crying. Right. right. Like I said, I, I've cried <laughs> enough about it. Um, not honest to God, not getting physical with my ex-wife in the process. Yeah. yeah. Was a breakthrough because there was a er, there, the reptilian part, the yeah. little monkey brain in there, you know, at times was like, ah, you yeah. know. Um, so there's lots of breakthroughs. There were so many insights along the way, but the true shift, and that's why I jumped into the coaching space Mm -hmm. because my shift took me way too long. I'm a little stubborn. I'm Polish. That might have something to do with it, but I, you know, but the the true shift, the, Yeah. yeah, the true shift was, was, was really two, like 18 months of two years of really hard, deep personal work. Okay of really getting to the true shift. But once I really went through that and then I, there's so many different people, like I said, that were part of that different coaches and mentors along the way. Um, that, that, that's, that's my, my passion is to help someone to shorten that as, as much as I freaking can. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and at least get them to the vast, the most of the way there, whatever, I'll take them all the way there. Usually mm-hmm. it's just, it's to try and shorten that. Cause it was two years of like, ups were ups were good but the downs were horrible right like you know you've been through it it's like it's the the ups are like oh okay but the downs are just they're really they're really down because there's so much down to think about (laughs) right and there's so much uncertainty in your world at that point in time too Mm -hmm. right that that's so that's one of the things i really try and build on people with is the certainty there's there are a lot of things that you can be certain about in that process yeah you know um so like what? Yeah, it was, it was a solid two years of digging. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me something that you can be certain about in that moment. Cause I bet when you're in that, when you're in that moment, like, again, for, for me, uh, my spirituality size, like God's love, I could be certain of. Yep. I could be certain of that. I could be certain of, 
for me, I, you know, uh, Tony Robbins does it and it's all the gratitude stacking stuff. When I started that process, that was the, that was a huge, I thought that was a shift and it wasn't quite the shift, right? It wasn't the full completeness, but that was huge. Once I started incorporating that into my work, work, it was a huge breakthrough. Yeah. But when I incorporated that into my morning rituals of working out and, and then I would get outside and I'd walk and I'd gratitude stack and I'd bring it into my heart and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I was like, I'm so thankful for my mom. Cause I know my mom loves me. She cares. And then it was my dad. And then it was my brother and my sister. And it was just like, boom. And it was like, there's certain, you can have certainty. Like I was, there was no doubt about those things for me. Right. And I know some people I work with have a lot of doubts about a lot of those things, but we can always, we always find one or two people Yep. that they know are there, whether it's grandma, whether it's an old friend and old, so, there's all, everyone has one or two people. Yeah. They they might have separated from them for a long time. Be- There's a lot of other into that, right? But they might have right. been away from them for a long time. But they know they're there and they know they can go to them. And even mm-hmm. if they're gone in their past, they know they can go to them again in that spiritual quantum energy, whatever you believe in. Mm-hmm. They know that they can call on that and be certain of that love and that relationship they have. So mm-hmm. it's like it's anchor in all those things. Because you you got to start finding some solid footing, right? When you're in the middle of that, like you're in the middle of a rushing river, basically. When you're in the middle of that divorce, mm-hmm. and you got to start finding shit you can hold on to that's stable, you know? Yeah. So when you, I don't know exactly when you got remarried, and you can share that if you want. But when you went back into the dating arena, as if anyone doesn't know, is a very enjoyable space. <laughs> um, <laughs> It, you well, know, it can it, be. It, you know what it is. It, it actually is for me. Um, recently, there's but, some very there's some very rewarding things about being in the dating space. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's a lot of fun, and <laughs> and so you learn a lot. And so, um, how how did you use or you know all the tools that you learned? You know, you don't know what you don't know, and then you learn it. How. I guess the the end of my question is how how do you show up now? What was your biggest thing is how you are now in your marriage is how you were before. I know respect is a huge thing. Yeah, respect is, is, res- is the biggest thing. Respect is a huge thing and it encompasses so many things when you really think about respect, right? It's honor, it's respect. It, to have to have to give respect, I have to have respect. Yep. Right? To actually respect someone, I have to respect myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the bigger part is I respect myself enough to speak up if things aren't great. Yep. If things aren't great. And I talk about the disturbance in the force, right? You know, start, there's like a disturbance in the force or the spidey senses. Yeah. There's something off. I'll let it go for a little bit, but I'm going to stay tuned in and try and pay attention. And mm-hmm. then like my best dating advice or relationship advice mm-hmm. is wake up every day and think of one thing I can do to make my partner's day better. Yeah. Or easier. Yeah. Just one thing. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's like, go take the car to be washed. Mm -hmm. Um, Take all the dirty clothes and put them in the hamper, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be huge. Make the bed, whatever it is. Um, But the biggest thing I think for me is that I think because of the awareness through all the work is I'm way more aware of trying to show up and be present and not be stuck thinking about, well, yesterday, God, she really pissed me off when she told me this. Or she disrespected me this way. And it's also like reminding myself that 
I know she loves me. I know she cares. And anything that was disrespect is me feeling mm-hmm. it. Right. Even, even if everyone else would agree that was disrespectful that she said that out loud in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. The fact that it landed as disrespect, is, it's something that's there that's real. Right. And that's usually the problem <laughs> is that it was, ah, you hit on something that's real. Yeah. Because if, you know, Tony does the thing with the, if a little kid comes up to you and says, God, Jamie, I hate your purple eyes, your purple eyes. What's with your purple eyes? Yeah. You'd be like, that's cute. Weird yeah. little kid. <laughs> right. But yeah. one of your, you know, one of your best friends, because he's like, Jamie, the hell is with your purple eyes? Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, I don't, I don't have purple eyes. He's like, yeah, well. I don't know what's with your purple eyes. Mm-hmm. You'd literally leave the room, go in the bathroom and look and go like, well, I wonder what I'm, am I wearing something that makes my eyes look yeah. purple? Right. <laughs> you would question it because there's a closeness. And, and then you'd realize, okay, there's no truth to it. And then you'd be like, God, what's wrong with my friend? Mm-hmm. Or what's wrong with us right now? Yeah. So it's just that. It's like being tuned in more. Like mm-hmm. I'm way more tuned in. <laughs> right. Way, turned, way more tuned into everything than mm-hmm. I ever, when I was 12 years ago. Well, Twelve yeah, years I, ago, I was Helen. I was I was Helen Keller, blind, deaf, and dumb man yeah. walking around, working, uh, doing my thing. <laughs> we all are yeah. until you know. We I mean, we all are until we're not. And you know, yeah, I think it's a blessing and a curse in dating. You know, until you meet the person yeah. that is just as aware, you know, on many levels or levels or willing to grow. And you know, right. that's a real thing. It's a real huge thing. Yeah. It's a huge thing. Um, you know, when I first was dating though, I, I, I treated it, uh, it sound terrible, but I, I treated it as experiments mm-hmm. to, cause I hadn't dated in 15, yeah. 20 years or whatever, what, you know, 15, 16, 17 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And th- the last time I dated, I was really dumb. Like mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was like, wait, I want to try and be smart. Right. And that was, that's one of my. Uh, more empowering questions is how can I be smarter about this? Mm-hmm. Like that's how can I be smarter about this? How can I get smarter? How can I be smarter? Um, so I was very inquisitive through the process, not just inquisitive of the person the whole time, but even the process and mm-hmm. think and noticing things and things that I liked and things I didn't like things. I liked things I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And there's, then you start blending all that consistency and you're like, oh, okay, well, and then, then there's a thing that turns me on. Right. Or that, I'm attracted to, right. but it, it bugs me. Like, it's like, Oh, Oh, mm-hmm. and well, Oh, why does that bug me? Oh, it reminds me of yep. my former spouse and another ex that I really cared. Like, it's like, Oh, okay. But I'm attracted to that. Like, Oh mm-hmm. shit. How do I resolve that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. Ah, how do I not let that be a trigger anymore? And mm-hmm. again, it's, oh, that's the other layer of the onion that came off at that point to realize Ah, it's a trigger of my insecurity. Yep. It's not them at all. Right. And right. it's a trigger of my insecurity. Mm-hmm. I got to deal with that shit. <laughs> and they can't, they're not going to fix it. Right. And I love that because every, everything I hear you say underneath it all is just introspection. And so many people point the finger at so many other people for blah, blah, and just sit with it. And why is it bothering? You know, I think that's so beautiful. And so many people don't do that. Yeah. It, it, it's part of one of the processes that I do actually is yeah. very much about that. It's mm-hmm. breathing into it, sitting with it, feeling it, experiencing yeah. it without judgment of yourself right. or the experience. Like just be mm-hmm. like, 
where you like, and it's interesting, you know, um, when you tune into this idea of where you feel shit in your body, like I, I and this is, you know, if you would have told me you and I'd have this conversation 10 years ago, I told you you're on crap. Yeah. Right. There is, this is woo yeah. woo fucking that, that, yeah. I have no way granola. No, get out of here. Right. Like it would I be know. Yep. the furthest thing from a conversation I can imagine myself having. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> just, um, but I, you know, I realized to me, like I said, when you tune into the body though, there's a lot of truth in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, and Tony says it and I've heard it on, I don't know, at Deepak Chopra, uh, Joe Dispenza, yep. I had, you know, just tons of people talking about yeah. dis-ease, right. dis-ease, most yep. disease comes from dis-ease, comes from something we're uncomfortable about and something yeah. that's not, it's off. Like I said, disturbances in the force. Yeah. And when you tune in and you slow down and it's like, oh my God, that always hits me right here. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. What it, uh, and then when I think about something else, yeah. it's hitting me there. It's like, what am I holding there? Right. And then you go to an energy worker or a chiropractor, like, whoa, yeah. you know, they right. hit that spot in your shoulder and like, what? And it's like, yeah, yeah. everything kind of goes there lately, you know, and what's going on. But I'm not tuning, if I'm not tuning into it, I'm never going to figure it out. Yeah. So that, but that, I think our, you know, our bodies are pretty magnificent that way. And, mm -hmm. They, and then what our mind and spirit can do once they tune in together is crazy. Yeah. So the tell me a little bit. Yeah, totally. Tell me a little bit about the healing process you had with that. You end your chapter with the, with your mom and respect and how you are now. With yeah. All that. yeah. So, uh, that was on the Buddha deck in India at mm -hmm, the time. Yeah. It was called one world Academy. Is that the same and, India um, I was at with you? No, okay. no, but it, you, I, I don't know that that India Krishna and Fritha didn't even speak. I don't think. Okay. Um, but anyway, Krishna and yeah. G at One World Academy, which is now O two O, I think, or I don't even know what they are anymore. Okay. <laughs> Just the most beautiful teaching. That was when Tony was really when he went to them, and they were they he he had been working with them for for years already, yeah. and and Bhagavan. Uh, Krishna's dad at okay. oneness mm -hmm. and they, um, but at, th at that time was when Krishna and Preetha talked to Tony about a beautiful state. There's two states, there's suffering states and beautiful states. Yep. And we were there about three weeks or so after Tony and Sage were at the campus. Okay. And we went through this whole thing of just ending suffering. Right. And anything that's not a beautiful state is suffering. Right. It's kind of that simple, right? <laughs> right. Um, and to and then it was hard again. I'm, I'm you know, I'm a lawyer. I'm, I'm a finance guy. I have just it's like there's things fit puzzles pieces go yeah. right. There's formulas. There's just things <laughs> follow rules and sets. Yeah. And the thing they kept saying was that our thoughts, the thought is what really creates the emotion. Yeah. And the, the, you know, the trigger and the, and the thought, like the trigger is the trigger. And then there's a thought that yeah. makes it the bad thing. Like I said, we're the purple eyes thing. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden there's a thought that you go, God, there must be something wrong with my eyes that they look purple. There's something, right. you know, there's a thought, there's something wrong with me. That's where the suffering comes from. It doesn't come from the kid or your friend or whoever says whatever to you. Mm -hmm. 
the suffering truly comes from our own thought about whatever it was, whatever that thing was. Mm -hmm. And I resisted that so hard because I was, you know, of course, I'm like, well, tell that to the people that their family died in the World Trade Center on 9-11. Tell that to the people that, you know, are the, the atrocities are going around the around the planet all the time. Right. Tell that to those people. That's their thoughts that cause their suffering. <laughs> and then you read a book like Viktor Frankl, and here's a guy in prison, you know, suffering, mm-hmm. not suffering. Right. Not suffering. Mm-hmm. Or Nelson Mandela. You know, you, you go on and on and on of people that could have very easily been angry. Ben, you know, Frankl's family was killed. I mean, it was just, it, it's awful, right? When you go, uh, okay. Yeah. So I guess it is a thought shit (laughs) that means i'm in control of it right that means i'm the one making my making myself suffer Mm -hmm. from this crap (laughs) and then of course that was when that's stupid and that's what one of the little the one of the monks said he goes well that's pretty stupid and i'm like stupid is like the biggest swear word in my vocabulary i will kill you you little freak yeah. <laughs> don't call me stupid right 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 one right. of my empowering questions is how can i be smarter because my old question was like why are you so stupid yeah right <laughs> right, right. Like, uh-huh so my new question uh-huh. is how do i be smarter instead of why are you so stupid right i love that <laughs> and it was just like ah oh, and i struggled that you know this whole thing was like this you know just it's just like every conflict that comes in you're like uh oh, where growth really happens mm-hmm. and it was just like no it can't be that simple. Yeah. That if I can find a way to insert that space from mm-hmm. the trigger at some point, whether it's immediate or it's a minute from now or it's a week from now, and all of a sudden I can create that space to go, oh, okay, I got triggered. I got triggered of my insecurity again. Yeah. What's the truth? What's the truth? Like, yeah, okay, I'm insecure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big deal. <laughs> right. It is. Now, what's the real truth? Like, is all those, whatever things that happened, were they really a result of me or were they a result of all kinds of other things? They're a result of all kinds of other things. Yeah. Just like everyone's divorce. You know, most people, when they come in, they talk about their divorce. It's like, well, it's because they screwed mm-hmm. up the money. She yeah. cheated. He cheated. Da, 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 da. It's like, okay, well, what else was going on? Yeah. Because that's not it. That's just, that right. seems to be, Symptom. you know, it's yeah. the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back or it's the final, the final thing that's not tolerable. Yep. But all those things are a symptom of other things that are off. Just like our running nose is a symptom of a cold. Right. Mm-hmm. Those two, typically those things that people do are symptoms of the relationship not being outstanding, yeah. amazing. Because mm-hmm. the relationship's outstanding, amazing. You don't do anything to fuck it up. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I was just telling somebody the other day, I went to a, before my second marriage, which had red flags all over it and we won't go into those, but bless his heart. He, we decided to go down with like this marriage encounter pre-marriage. Anyway, it was a four day, very intimate. It was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, we still got married and we still got divorced, but anyway, (laughs) it was, but I still still think it's brilliant. Yeah. I, one of my biggest life lessons, and this is in 2012. So it's like a four day thing, very intimate, like eight couples or something. And me and my significant other walked into the room late and, uh, the 
uh, facilitator or whatever goes, Hey, is everything okay? And he says, no. And I, or he says, yes. And I say, no, he goes, all right, you two back here takes us in the back. And he goes, what <laughs> happened? He explains his, explains his version. I explain mine. And this guy happens to be a therapist, but he looks at me, he's like, so Jamie, this is your shit. And I said, okay, now what? And he goes, anytime you are triggered and your response is more than normal, it's your stuff. And I have taken that wow. with me. And I was, I mean, what a gem. And I was like, huh. And not that I wanted to hear it then. And no one wants to hear this is your shit. I mean, nobody does. Yeah. But I mean. You don't want to hear it now either, but. Yeah. Well, you don't. <laughs> but you know what? At least, you know, I don't know. It's I've told that to a handful of people recently. And I'm like, you know, that was just a, it was worth the trip, you know? So anyway, we've been talking it, about it, triggers yeah, a lot. Yeah, no, and, but it is so true. Anything that's really triggering you to, yeah. is, is. It's always your thing yeah. underneath. Right. And it may be awful what the trigger is, may deserve right. all kinds of vitriol back to it. There's mm -hmm. a, don't get me wrong. Like, right. you know, there, there, there's, again, in the space I deal with, unfortunately, I deal with a lot of horrible shit. You know, right. the uh, abuse stuff that I hear about right. is, uh, it, it's, <sighs> it is, I do want to go and go find the yeah. person and just beat yeah. them for the, you know, like, oh. Okay, tough guy. Let's, you know, right? <laughs> um, you know, but when now that person who's been comes from a domestic violence situation, mm -hmm. and now she's in a new relationship, and the guy's just a man, and he's getting that aggressive, but he's not physical mm -hmm. because he has that constraint. She's triggered to, and like I said, hundred percent justifiably. She has experience of this going poorly from there, ending up like the one woman I've worked with ending up in the hospital. When you talk about triggers and them taking you yeah. out, right? Um, the, like I said, I had this woman who she, she'd been in the hospital twice from domestic yeah. violence in the past. So needless to say, she's pretty easily triggered when a guy right. even yells at her yep. or what she even perceives as yelling at mm -hmm. her, right? Like I get excited. She could say, she, she, at one point said, don't yell at me. And I was like, I was just, sorry. I was, yeah. we were coaching. I'm kind of into right. it. Like, <laughs> like, don't ever go to Tony. Passion <laughs> and yelling might be different. <laughs> I'm like, don't ever go to Tony because yeah. he'll frighten yeah. you. <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, but it's rightfully so justifiably right. so that she's heavily triggered mm -hmm. by it. And then, but it was also like she was in a relationship. She wanted to be in a relationship. It, this seemed a lot healthier. And she was just, she was so scared though, right? And we had to work through that fear of understanding that the trigger's real. That I'm not, we can't, you can't unwire and disconnect that part of your yeah. brain. It's literally how the stimulus comes in and through. It is that part. So we can't, it's, that's fantasy yeah. land. And it was like, either you're never going to be in a relationship or you're not going to be in a relationship with a man yeah. or at least definitely not a real masculine right. man. You might be able to find an effeminate man, but that, that wasn't going to work right. for her at all. So I was like, we're going to have to address all mm -hmm. these fears around a masculine yeah. man and understand that there are a lot of great masculine men that will never lay a fucking hand on yeah. you because they're not right. assholes. Right. So but, but it was her fear she had to work on because she was un, unfairly to the la the newest right. guy, so triggered 
that she's like, I don't tolerate that shit. You know, and he's like, right. (laughs) You know, right. And I had a conversation with Tim. I said, look, you got to understand you've stepped into it. You know this, right? You Mm -hmm. know her past. And you stepped into a place where you have to have a giant set of iron balls. Because she's going to kick you in them every day. Every day. She's going to kick you straight in the balls every day. Because she's scared Mm -hmm. shitless. She's scared shitless. And and, and the physical pain isn't the real pain that she even... Right. Of the, all of that stuff, it's the it's it's the mental, emotional, and 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 for her spiritual, yeah. right? Because she, after a second time, ended up in the hospital. She she didn't believe in God, or you know, was like bullshit, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And you know, but I will say, knock on wood. I think that's <laughs> uh She she's really done. There's oh, wood okay. underneath. <laughs> There's a wood plank underneath. <laughs> <laughs> um they they she really has dealt with a lot of yeah. that fear and is way healthier about it mm-hmm. than she ever has been and it's it's like you said it's more owning that yeah. stuff and then not and then not owning yeah a whole right. bunch of shit that she right. was owning that somehow it was all her fault it was all yeah. her you know she sent the guy into that rage and and all that bullshit yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting because I would have never thought I ended up in this kind of space, Jamie, of, um, you know, this being this woo woo, (laughs) (laughs) but I think I bring the woo woo, but I bring the woo woo from a real place. Like it's real. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't even, I don't even understand the woo woo parts, quite frankly, half the time. I'm, I'm more like, Hey, I read a book about quantum. physics and quantum and that I can comprehend a little right. better than the real yeah. woo-woo stuff. Yeah. Right? I love it. I love it. I, uh, I think it's neat. I think it's really neat. Uh, your whole story, you know, and, and all our stories bring us to our purpose and whatever, but what a beautiful way to go through right. a terrible thing. And now you help people to make, you know, their thing so much less. So. Well, I like to, I like to think that's why you go through yeah. terrible shit. So you can totally help agree. other people. Give me two little things to leave with our listeners. Um, if you, I mean, you've kind of encompassed a lot of them, but two starting points, if they're the person on the ground or just off the ground. Okay. Uh, I'm huge. I'm huge about breathing. Okay. Breathe and deep, deep. If, go watch videos okay. on breathing. And and it doesn't have to be any focused mm-hmm. breath work, whatever. Great if you do, but okay. breathe. Because breath is what will help you create space from those triggers. Okay. I like that. Um, so breathing is huge. And I would say... I number two. Remember the truth. Yeah. And there's lots of truths. But remember mm-hmm. the truth. And the truth about you. The truth about life, truth about what you do have that you mm-hmm. have had, who has been there. Remind yourself of the truth, and the truth more. And the more you can own the truth about you, mm-hmm. real you, then then you become a lot more like that Teflon pan. When the yeah. shit comes, it's like, okay, yeah, I got some of those things. That's fine, but I'm not going to own them. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm going to own them when I need to work on them. But I'm not going to. You, you you can't just throw right. your shit on me. I like that thing. Um. So yeah. It's, the okay. truth. Breathe in yeah. the truth. 
I like it. Okay. So if anybody yeah. wants to get a hold of you, how should they do that? Uh, I would say, you know what? Probably the best way is I tell just to email me at Matt O at Freedom in Relationships. Okay. Because when I when you can remember yourself of the truth, you have freedom. I like it. <laughs> and if they'll that'll all be in the show notes, but you guys can get a hold of me to get a hold of Matt as well. And we can do that. So yeah. thank you, Matt. Yeah, and I have a there's a Facebook group, Freedom and Relationships Coaching, I think, or something like that. I don't remember what the I, I'm horrible <laughs> like, at that stuff. My Facebook group, I don't know the name of, but <laughs> just try Freedom and Relationships. It's freedom of relationships coaching, I think, or freedom of relationships. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you for all this, okay. Matt. Um, or just find me on Facebook. Find me on Facebook, friend me and yeah. message me and go from there. All right. Well, you enjoy your boat and we'll continue doing our weather over here. And don't cross me over with my Super Bowl champion son either when you go yeah, look up that's Matt right. Give him a Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one on like page three now. <laughs> yeah, that was during the whole launch too. So it is amazing that your chapter got written. Yeah, that was when we were trying to do the book and everything. Yeah, exactly. I was like, uh, yeah. okay, yeah, I'm in, Jim, I got it. And I was like, please make sure you yeah. get his info. Yeah. Uh, thank you. This was great. <laughs> it was awesome. Love you, Love too. you. Thank and you. And that's it, guys. Peace. Shift with intention. See ya.